I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everyone, and happy Monday. Welcome to Super Soul Sit Down, the after show for Oprah's podcast, Super Soul Conversations. Today, we're super excited because we have a timely conversation. Oprah and Eckhart Tolle got together to talk about new ways where we can, how we can spiritually navigate this pandemic. I don't know about you, but I would say this is something that we all needed. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander. And of course, I have the incredible Haley J. What's, What's up? up, everybody? I happy feel like Monday. every time we talk, it's like another Monday, another Monday. But I think that's a good thing because it means time is passing kind of quick in quarantine, which is weird, but keeping spirits high. And I appreciate podcasts like this to keep us going strong. Absolutely. And so many ideas presented in this podcast are things that we've uncovered and discussed. And it was kind of like a bunch of ideas from a bunch of shows that we've done, which is amazing because, you know, we really need to drive home the point of, of this, you know, in, in Christianity or whatever they call it, daily bread. Like you've got to get a dose of something every day or just like affirmations. They say do them in the mornings, mm-hmm. every morning. So that way we're always getting something to take us through the day. So. I'm excited about this conversation. What did you think about the podcast, like, overall? Well, I always get excited to see someone like Eckhart Tolle because he's so known for being such a visionary. He obviously is great at what he does to be so successful. And I was just writing down all of the quotes that I loved. I've got a lot of good stuff. Um, And I just really think that what you said before of us talking about how is this going to benefit us all as a collective? What do we want to see in the world after covid He talks about needing an evolution of collective consciousness and that we're still too focused on the ego. And I think a lot of this really with COVID, what we're seeing right now could not be more spot on kind of seeing the people that, I don't know, depending on what you believe, maybe putting your ego before the benefit of other people or just wanting to all come together for the greater good. So I think it just sparked up a lot of really relevant topics in this particular podcast. What do you think? Yeah, there were a lot of ideas that were presented where I was like, oh my God, yes. And I was an avid note taker on this, even just for myself as a reminder of, you know, our things. And and one of my favorite, you know, things that Eckhart Tolle brought up is becoming aware of the contribution our own mind adds to the chaos. There are people who are actually going through things. And, you know, I always say this, I'm actually not having that hard of a time. And I, I want to celebrate that for myself, but it also doesn't diminish the pain that other people are feeling with people that are getting sick and everything like that. Like people that are losing people and people that are on their deathbeds and things like that, they have the real problem, in my opinion. Like that sounds very mm-hmm. alarming, very challenging and valid points of some kind of freak out. But I feel like me, it's more of a chance for me to just simply adjust. I don't have to conjure all this stuff up in my mind that makes it worse. Like I'm going through all this stuff. I, for example, like I have a friend online and I love her to death, but she's just like, so bummed about her birthday and just like, you know, messaging away about, Oh, my birthday's in a week and this and that. And I'm thinking, girl, first of all, we're Gemini's. We go find a way to celebrate. Like this is not a real problem. Does it suck? And is it a little different? Yeah, but this is an opportunity to find a new way to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, I can't help but think, yeah, it's sad. But like, like you said, there are people dying. So like, you don't get to go to the clubs on your birthday. Like a lot of people didn't like, 
ours being Gemini's, ours are coming up soon. And it, it might not look like what you thought, but I think what we heard last week really made me look at everything in such a different perspective when they were saying that we had the false illusion of planning and knowing what was going to happen. But when we're, we're getting all this fear now because we feel we have no control of the future, but in the end, we never knew what was going to happen next anyways. We just thought we did. So when that really clicked for me, it really helped me just accept where I currently am because I think that was what sparked up some anxiety last week. I was just suddenly feeling like, what's going on? Like it kind of hit me that I was just so out of my normal schedule and just the thought that I don't know when my schedule were to return to normal. And it just felt weird, but then it all sunk in where I was like, you know what? I got to just being okay with the unknown. Like we've talked about before and Eckhart talks about present moment and just saying out loud in this moment, I'm breathing, I'm fine and I'm okay. And I was like, he's right. That's at the end of the day, we put our, pro- not that our problems aren't problems, but when we see greater problems, we put it into perspective of what's really important. So to think that I'm able to take deep breaths, I'm not in a hospital bed right now. I am grateful for that. And I'm okay at where I am at this exact moment, whether it's what I thought I would be doing right now or not. I don't think anyone thought that. Maybe unless you're psychic, unless you're Boots Tarot, no one really saw this happening. So got to do what you got to do. Yes, (laughs) exactly. No, I, I definitely agree. And the thing is, okay, so I've been doing a lot of interviewing lately um, and I've been having fun with it. One thing that I pulled from Dr. Barbara Wright, she wrote a book called Meta. So she has this whole formula on Meta, which is like living life through compassion and kindness and kind of implementing it in different places. But she has what she calls a formula of happiness. And I want to make sure I get this correct, but it's intention, integrity, and impermanence plus compassion minus the attachment to outcome equals that happiness. (laughs) So, you know, there's like a few keys in there where it's like, have the integrity of what you want to do, have an intention of what you want to do. Recognize that impermanence is real. Change is always happening. But if you can add compassion, compassion for yourself, compassion for other people, compassion for what you thought you were going to happen and subtract the attachment to the outcome, there you have so much space for the divine to come in. And I feel like with this pandemic going on, I realized that a period of time I went through where I really didn't have a lot of money at all kind of prepared me for this because when I didn't have any money, it didn't stop me. I have created some of the biggest things I've created to date with nothing in my bank account. So can we look at this as an opportunity to be creative about how we move forward? And I think that that's much more fun and fulfilling rather than getting bogged down in the news and the hysterical Mm -hmm. media. (laughs) Well, and I think someone like you, you recognize that abundance is not in a dollar amount and that you can bring up, even if it's the smallest thing with learning how to save better, just we were talking about this the other day. I'm actually using the products they have where before I would have just gone out and bought a new thing when I didn't need to. And I'm like, oh, okay, look at this, that I have these things right in front of me. I just needed to actually, you know, slow down and see that it's all right there. And I think with what you were saying about just not being attached to the outcome, that really does come back to being present and then enjoying the journey along the way. Because I think if you're aware and Eckhart totally talking about taking step by step, being aware of every single step when you eat, enjoying your food, taking time to actually 
just see where you're at in the moment. I think all of those things help us become less attached to the outcome because we're actually just taking in the journey to get to wherever it is that we're going. And like I said, it's always great to have intention, but to not be lost if you don't meet what you thought you were going to get at the end of it. Because usually we don't. (laughs) Yeah, you know, but it always looks different, you know. Um, And a lot of times it's better, even if we don't know at the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it's an opportunity to look within ourselves I definitely think we needed the reset and I'm on the same page as Eckhart Tolle. I've been talking about this for a long time. Something's going to shake up the world. I also felt at one point we were going to be locked into the United States, which I feel like we are now. There's a lot of things in foresight I feel like I had, but it's, it's beautiful because this gives us a chance to look at what's real and what's real is on the inside of us. There's nothing on the outside. That's why because my the way life has gone and because spirituality and because I feel like the way we dig into it, it's kind of like that parable he spoke about. It's one of my favorite parables in the Bible. Don't build your house on a sandy land. The second the rain comes, sand is all over the place. It melts, it moves, but if you dig deep enough, hit the rock of things within your own self, you'll always be able to maneuver. You're not going to shake me by loss of a job. Does it suck? Is it hard? Whatever, fine. But I know Jamie Alexander. And I'm resourceful and I believe in myself and I'm going to make moves. It's always about you, what you have on the inside of yourself. So if we can just kind of pivot our thinking a little bit more and get excited about the opportunity to dive deep, even if you are experiencing fear, like I said, I don't take myself from it. There were times where y'all, I was broke and not one time going through having that perceived lack, did I really lack anything? Um, Again, and I know there's other people that go through certain things and I hate to be the one to say the thing that I hate, which is a used to hate, which is what doesn't kill you, make you stronger. But I promise Mm -hmm. we'll be okay if we take the time to just go deeper within and use what we have within ourselves to navigate, like trust that God created you to be able to handle this regardless of what's going on on the outside. And speaking back to your personal experience, is that what you feel like led you out of that dark place that you were in where you were scared and didn't didn't know what was going to happen? Oh, I'm sure of it. And I don't know how, but there were times where I was down, but there was also times that I intuitively knew, all right, girl, you can't do this, but what are you going to do? Because my intention and my integrity were in the right place. Impermanence, things change. And Mm -hmm. I had compassion enough for myself and those who I wanted to serve. For example, I shared this story on one of the lives I went on. But when I moved to New York, um, I had a remote job. Everything was going great. Then all of a sudden that changed. And I was in a completely new environment and had to find something new. And there was a moment in time where, yes, I had the apartment of this and that. And all the money was going to bills. There was really nothing left. But I had to get creative about what I was looking for. And in that time, I was able to throw an event. Over 200 people came. I had so much love and support because what I wanted to create came from my heart. It didn't come from my bank account. I also got connected to a job that literally paid me to show up and eat for free. And I got paid for every friend that I bought because we're beautiful and fun. That's ideal. (laughs) Ideal. And then even walking back and forth from that place, making cash and, you know, making money as a job. Another restaurant was opening. They saw me and my friends walking, having fun. 
and they invited us to their opening. So here I am with 16 bucks in my account, eating steak and drinking wine and living it up. Like I'm wealthy because I was I just reading that, that in um, asking it is given where you just, it's true. Like the more you invite the good things to happen and believe that you're deserving of good things to happen, they, you do start attracting them to you. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to put the work in, but it is ch changing your mindset and just challenging what you thought you knew life should look like and pivoting and life will always throw us curveballs. And especially with the pandemic, Eckhart says, do we think this is an invitation to become present? And I thought that was a really cool, cool perspective on it. And I would say, yes. What do you think? Even the language, I love how he said that it's an invitation. Who doesn't Makes want an invitation? It sounds so friendly, right? Like, well, you know, not so scary. Exactly. It's like, okay, this is wrapped up. There's a gold seal. I'm being welcomed to something and I want to go, uh, you know? So can you imagine, sorry to cut you off, but can no, you imagine no, no. if the news maybe presented their dialogue in that way where they said, okay, world, instead of like, these are all the deaths. Yes. Give us the statistics we need because some people do, unfortunately, I feel like need to be feared into things, but maybe saying what a, what an opportunity for us to come together. What an opportunity for us to help out a neighbor and be a kind human being for someone that isn't working, you know, just like inviting people to help out. And I believe most people are good. And then a Luke Bryan song or something. But at the same time, it's, you see a lot of different faces of people during this. Yeah. And you know what? That is the beauty of things. I do believe that majority of people are good. And I have to say, I've never been a news person, but I'm also super disappointed in what I'm seeing. I'm just super disappointed in our country and how we choose to share media. It's old. It keeps us in a perpetual state of sickness. And it's just very disappointing. For example, right. it's like, sure, give us the statistics on the death, but then how about share tips with people and point people to experts who can talk about keeping your immune system boosted? Yeah. Why aren't we talking about the value and power of fruits, vegetables, diet, exercise? Why does that have to be corny? Why do you have to be a conspiracy theorist to look side-eye at why we're not getting powerful information? And you know it's not powerful because I was listening to Trevor Moad speak on Ed Milet's podcast. Me too. I girl. So did you hear the statistic that he said how watching three minutes of the news oh, yeah. will increase your chances by 27% by at the end of the day, you're going to say you had a terrible day. So That's why are we I feeding this watching. to our people? <laughs> why are we feeding this to people? Yeah. Why? I go back and forth because I do listen to a news podcast because I like to know what's happening, but I also really listen to my mind these days on Friday. I was like, I don't want to hear anything COVID. Even my dad, when he called, a lot of times he'll talk about how it is in Florida, how it is here. And I said, dad, can we just not today? Like I need a break. I put on all like the superficial shows and podcasts and stuff that <laughs> I knew was not making me, it, you know, I, I take that yeah. back. It was helping me because maybe I'm not having this like spiritual growth, but I felt so much better that day. I honestly But isn't did. that spiritual growth? Yeah, spiritual exactly. Spiritual growth yeah. isn't always these zen, quiet moments. Right. If you felt like unplugging and you did, boom, you're killing it. Well, it's just like listening to what I needed for myself that day. And I said, you know what? It's Friday. I need a break. I need some wine. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to just like give yourself that time. And again, it's all about the balance. We don't want to encourage completely letting yourself go in this time and getting hammered for no reason. It's like, no, because we know that's not going to help us either. But just meeting yourself where you're at and giving yourself that grace like we've talked about. And my favorite line out of this entire podcast 
was when Eckhart said, almost all of what we are is invisible. I'd never oh, thought about yeah. that. But isn't it's that so crazy? True. That was beautiful. How cool though. Like I've never thought that the majority, our makeup, our design, our biology, everything that our soul, you can't actually see that. And yet we live in a society where we put so much importance on it. So much weight on the tangible, so much weight on what we can't see. And that kind of back to the point that you brought up about being an ego-driven world. It's like, you know, that's what's beautiful about this is like, I can't see your car. Do you have conversation? I don't see your bank. You know, nobody's whining and dining and doing, there's so much that's not happening. It's like the, who are you and how are you going to show up in this world has become important again. And we desperately needed it. And, you know, the casualties that come along the way, and I don't even want to say casualties because the reality is people die every day. He brought up some really good statistics that I don't remember, but there's like millions of people dying annually over things that are far bigger than COVID. So I do know coronavirus is important and I do appreciate the efforts to minimize the spread because it's new. It's not cool. This is not something to joke about, but at the same time, people are really dying at alarming rates of a lot of other things. So, you know, just with all that being said, I hope people are taking this as an opportunity to kind of evolve spiritually because truly it's the only thing that's going to save you. I tell these stories about my past and I look at that because I'm seeing how relevant it is now. And as time goes by and you go in age and more, you've got more years and you look in retrospect, it's like, Wow, all of those things that I thought that came to destroy me prepared me for such a time as this. And sure, I am the yeah. most social person you will ever meet in your life. So is this a challenge? Yes. Is it the end of the world? Absolutely not. Yeah, I it's interesting too. You definitely learn about yourself during this time because I've always known that I'm a homebody, but I I don't know. I don't necessarily miss crazy club scenes. And then other times I do. So I'm just like, okay, like I'm, I'm just, I think I'm in such a lucky position during this time too. Cause I mean, it would, even though it's not like the main important thing in life, like to be a senior in high school, that's really sad not to go to prom and experience those things or college. So yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's having days where you're like, I feel horrible today. I don't want to be doing what I'm doing, but then also you have to sit back and, and find that balance again of look at what you do have because there are just so many more things to be grateful and not everyone has that. And so it's just yeah. to not disservice those other people, but then don't beat yourself up about having some negative feelings too, because we're all human and that's inevitable. But I loved what he said about, am I suffering more from what's in my mind or what's actually happening around me? And I would say I'm victim to a lot of times suffering just only what's in my head versus the reality of what it actually is. Yeah. And for those of you watching, I challenge you to examine that because he also brought up something that's my favorite that I believe I got from The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer, an amazing book. I always suggest that people read, but you are not your thoughts. You are the one observing your thoughts. So, Oh yeah, I love can- that. Yeah. So if you can grasp that concept, you know, I challenge you and urge you to look at the thoughts that are going by in your mind. He had said something, you know, that worry is creating a narrative in your mind and the emotion that you experience is full mental creation. And I've also been studying Dr. Joe Dispenza. And so from a scientific level, 
when we think of something and then we experience the emotion of it, that's when it becomes real energy that you can see that creates a force field around you. And that's why they say you can attract this and attract that. So why not focus on thinking about good things? This is what meditation is about. We're listening to the news. We're getting caught up and we're literally meditating on worry and things that we're afraid about that hasn't happened. I'd rather meditate on a bomb new house and an amazing man and being able to take care of my mom. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to think so much that you're going to feel away, why don't you, we can make more conscious choices about how we want to feel. And I was also learning and asking and given that your mind doesn't know the difference between something that's actually happening to you or something that you're thinking about is happening to you. So on one hand, I'm like, come on brain. Like, you don't know this isn't real, but we just goes to show the power of the brain also that we can convince ourselves so deeply that we're actually living something that we're not living. So we're just like you said, keeping us on this cycle of just repeating these really negative, toxic feelings and behaviors, and then questioning why we're not feeling better because we wake up, we're feeding ourselves with things that are terrifying. And again, not to say be ignorant about realities of the world, but it's also to do better to shift when you take things in and be responsible for what you're allowing your brain to just suck up. And even I do a morning meditation where sometimes I'm so tired that when she says smile, I'm literally like, like I can't even get myself <laughs> to smile, but there's just something about having someone say, and now you'll smile first thing in the morning. I like just the physical feature of smiling helps me just welcome the day in a much lighter way. And I had to go through different forms of meditation. Some I found were like way too intense. And then I had to say, you know what, even though a lot of people like this guy and he's got a great approach, I think it's just too much for me. I need to find something calmer and just even giving myself that, you know, allowance to experiment with what works for me and not everything works for everyone. And you just got to do what works for you and not to get discouraged. If you don't feel amazing, the first couple of tries, just keep working on yourself and And he also, Eckerd said that no matter how careful you are, at some point you'll experience the other polarity of life where something gets disturbed. So not to plan for bad things to happen, but just to know that you could, you can be perfect in your mind, but some outside force is going to disrupt the plan you had. So it's just about learning to be where we are. And I think there's a grace in knowing that something at some point will be disturbed. So it kind of gives you this this freedom of just living for what is now because all we really have and so cliche but all we have is right now and I I I know I'm guilty that I don't always live this way and I think most people don't because we are trained to keep going to be planning next to have one foot out the door and ready for the next thing because that's how we were taught we are successful by always planning ahead but I think we get caught up in that that we forget to be right where we are. Yeah, we've got some bad habits to break. And this is an opportunity to take our power back. Even like you said, with the meditation that you watch, some are too intense. I'd rather do this one. That's still a form of taking your power back. And we have been conditioned to believe that we can't choose. And we have let the ego run rampant because the ego lives and operates in fear and tells us that we can control our situation. We can control what's happening around us. We, um, you know, can start to compartmentalize and make things look a certain way. So, you know, if I do this and show up like this, I can make sure this, this, and this doesn't happen to me when really, if we take the time to invite in compassion 
for ourselves and for the situation. Like even thinking about the word, it's just a soft word. It's kind. It's being nice to yourself. It's saying, I feel like the ego, the only reason we need to show up in this space and have it all together is because the ego needs to be right for what other people, we want other people to see. We want to control other people's perception of us. We want to control all of that. So what we look like outwardly makes sense to us. And now we feel validated. But what if we found more power in just being validated within ourselves? Because that, mm-hmm. that's how water is. Water flows. It moves. Waters, could you imagine the ocean moving in rigidity? Like it just wouldn't make sense looking over a vast ocean and seeing a ton of chaos. Like you don't even get that vibe from nature. Yeah. Right. Well, I really like what you said about the ego coming from fear because that's the ego is the ultimate bully, right? We want, when you think of ego, you think of, to me anyways, I, I always think of someone who's like cocky and like, I'm the tough guy, which makes me think of a bully, but Mm. we all know that a bully's core, they are not happy with their own personal life. So yeah, it's this, this defense mechanism we put up where it's this big facade of we've got it all together and we're perfect and want to control everything. But you're so right. The ego is the exact opposite of what we portray it to be. It's not a thing of, it's not, it doesn't come from strength. It comes from fear. And then I also learned just dealing with anxiety lately that it's simply the frustration of your lack to control or have order. And that's what Oprah said. And when she put it in that, those words, it's just, you're anxious because you want whatever is happening to change and you can't control it. So that makes you mad. And I realized that. And I'm like, when you put it in those terms, it doesn't seem as scary because really like you're normal. You're just freaking out because you can't control what's going to happen. But you just have to say that out loud that I'm, I'm nervous about this because I can't control the outcome, but welcome going back to, yeah, going back we to can the welcome first that. and being more excited of the possibilities versus fearing the absolute worst. Yeah. Like, why do we have to feel the worst? You know, I, you said something about our defense mechanism and that verbiage um, brought me to something that we talked about in one of our other shows where when we're constantly living in this fight or flight sense, it breaks down our immune system. We're not present, you know? So that's why I say with the news, I wish we were taking better care of each other because knowing how the brain works and this is science. So that's what I love about this. If you don't believe in the hippie, hokey pokey meditation, fine. But science says that this is how neurologically our brains work. Mm-hmm. If we're going to invite all that stuff in and then keep it in there, this is how disease happens. Dis-ease in the body yep. where we're manifesting it, we're meditating on it, and then we're living our lives rig- rigidly through it, always susceptible to offense, sickness, and all of these other things, just because we're living so tight like that, when really, again, it's kind of repeating the same thing we said earlier, but I've been talking about this too, like, cause I've had to get it in my mind. This is the time to walk in the unknown. Like I have to tell myself every day, Jamie, you're not going to know what's going to happen. And we welcome that. Like, it's all good. Like we're created in God's image. We are creators. We are creative beings. The way things have been laid out for us. That's cool. That's a nice little template, but what do you do when you get black and white? I grab my colored pencils and get crazy. We have so many colors and nuances to our personality to add to things. And that is our gift and our purpose on this planet that I just feel like if we can let go of the rigidity a little bit, and like you said, the need to know, we will find endless opportunities 
to just navigate differently. Absolutely. And just, it feels so freeing even talking about it. And it's so crazy that we have all these tools of just knowing what toolkit to grab from. And even when you say, why isn't the media showing us better ways to be resourceful and, and to get your mind in a better place? And I, when I say what I'm thankful for, I always list the fact that I have perspective and even knowing that there are podcasts I can turn to where I, when you said that, I said, well, I feel like I actually am getting a lot of that information, but I realized it's me seeking it out. It's not just in my face, like a lot of the negative news is. So I'm, yes, I'm thankful that there are resources, but that's the thing. And I hope people can watch Super Soul and take in the same information that there are, there are outlets that do want what's best for you. <laughs> they do want to help you. And also acknowledging that this is very real and no one's trying to pretend it's not, but there are also positive ways to cope because this, the negativity is not helping anything. No, not at all. And he said something so beautiful. Um, you know, shifting consciousness starts with you. So, you know, we always enjoy that at the end of our shows. Like, you know what? How do we evolve our soul? I hope you guys stick around for our special segment. Mm -hmm. But what can we do for ourselves to just evolve our soul and show up for us? Because again, inviting in that compassion for self also says, you know, um, that we're going to be kind to ourselves and and I do feel what we feel on the inside, because you talked about bullies, right? We know when we see bullies and people acting out that deep down, there's a deeper issue. It's the same thing for us. So when we're bullying ourselves or walking around with a certain kind of attitude for too long, that's how we're treating ourselves. So naturally, that's what's going to come out of us and how we're going to treat people sometimes. But if we can invite the compassion in and shift our consciousness, it's automatic that what we put out is going to set forth a ripple, a vibration that is going to change the world. Don't diminish the idea or the concept that you can literally change the world simply by changing your attitude. Like I've had people come to me and random times um, and tell me how I've blessed them in ways that allowed them to bless other people. Time, I wasn't thinking nothing of it. The stuff you're telling me something that I did for you two years later. And that's, I'm like, mm-hmm. I wasn't so even cool. thinking. Well, of that's that, just, you know, you. yeah. You don't even see it as any sort of sacrifice, right? Like, why wouldn't I show you love? Why wouldn't I, you know, whatever the case, but that's powerful. Me touching one person and they go touch eight people and those eight people are inspired and they touch eight. That is multiplication. That is network. That is the grid. That is collective consciousness. So we are our own responsibilities first and we have the power to shift this thing. So, and I also believe that when you are that kind of person, when you are genuinely connecting with people because you're a good person and that just shows so organically, I think that's when you also invite in amazing business opportunities and financial opportunities because people see that you're not just someone who's I love trying that to you said make that. a, yeah, it's like, that's how, when we see the people that have a lasting success in this industry, not always, but I think of the Will Smith and I don't know these people personally, but like, they seem like really great people. And I think that's how they stay around because people really just enjoy who they are as people. And I know Ellen has a lot of back and forth, but I I do feel like it's a common denominator that the people that are in it for the right reasons are the one with the lasting results. 
I'm so glad you said for the right reasons, because again, this is not an ego thing. This is not me saying, Hey, I helped somebody. So blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Or guess what? I fed the homeless today, you know, an ego driven thing. Like, look at me, I'm doing it. Y'all, you know, this Mm -hmm. is definitely not that it's something very internal. And, and I feel like what strengthens people that are doing things on a genuine level is also the way it shows up in your career and your life sometimes is just as intangible as what you put out. So I remember there were times where I would think and I'd pray like, God, like, you know, I love people. I feel like I'm doing a good job, but, but why don't I have what people that you think doing a good job have? Why am I struggling in this way? Why don't I have the money for this or the play, you know, why am I still, you know what I'm saying? When you get bogged down in that lack and it's just like, that's when I had to turn to self mastery because I knew I didn't deserve to feel that way for me. It's like, well, Jamie, listen to what you're saying. You, you are loving, you are kind, you are doing everything you can and you are giving. How can we look at that energy and see where that energy has been returned to you? And that I feel like is something that allows me to keep going and also not worry so much about the stuff outside of me because I cannot control it. All I can do is show up as in my best and keep doing that consistently and give in integrity and intention and genuineness and the rest I have to let go. But again, mm-hmm. it's also, that's also the thinking that says, okay, if I lose the car, if I lose the job, if I lose the place, I'm going to get through this thing because, you know, I'm still here. Well, sometimes you <laughs> see the best come out of people when they do. And God, this sounds so tragic, but with the fires and you see people that lose everything, one of the most yeah. beautiful things is when people say, I'm, I just feel even like with Kim Kardashian and the jewelry robbery as like scary as that, I imagine must've been, she seems so much better because of it you know and she'll even say that I learned how much value I was putting into jewelry versus value of life and family and the things that actually matter and sometimes um and this even goes back to the perfect line that Eckhart said he said something big needed to happen to get the world's attention hope it doesn't have to be catastrophic but probably will be sometimes we need something big and you just brought me back to God I'm such a quote girl but you brought me I love it when you said uh, about the ego and I saw this line before that I thought was beautiful. It said, ego is who you are when no one's watching. Because I think that's who you are at the end of the day when you don't have to prove to anyone that, oh, I donated to this person and I'm going to put it on Facebook of, you know, I helped this homeless person out. It's like, sometimes we don't even, we don't have to tell everyone all the great things we do. It just do it because you want to. Yeah. And the reward is that warm smile. The reward, like for me, when I did that live with the girl who told me, you know, about everything, like, again, this was years ago, but then it was like, I was beaming all day. The reward was the fact that somebody, somebody's life was positively shifted and not even necessarily because of me, but at the same time, it just, I I was like celebrating in prayer in tears, like, God, Mm -hmm. this makes me feel like who you made me to be. This is my purpose. My purpose is not to accumulate a bunch of stuff. And I love how you brought up the fire and being stolen from. There's two very big lessons in that. When you talk about fire, when things burn down, that is 
the time that the soil is most fertile. So even in the loss, there's still something to celebrate because on fertile soil is the only time you can grow amazing crops, really. And being stolen from, well, nature abhors a vacuum. So anytime something is taken away, still keep the mindset that it's going to fill it up with something. It's like we're never really losing. It's just we're the perception of the way we're choosing to see things is getting out of really, scarcity mindset is the biggest thing. Yeah. And our habits, we're in a habit. We've been trained and conditioned. So also with the things that we're saying, if this is triggering you in any way, be graceful with yourself because we have been conditioned and taught these things and it's been mm-hmm. instilled damn near in our DNA. And it's not going to just be a like, oh, now I'm better. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. just an opportunity. Yeah. So last tidbit about, I'm glad you said that with grace because when I even said the importance we put in our, appearance I'd be a damn liar if I said I didn't want to get my hair done and I like to wear makeup and I like clothes I do like all of these outer appearance things but like you said we're conditioned to believe that these things make us feel better and I have no problem in owning that yeah I feel better on the inside when I like the outside but it's also recognizing you that can't be it you know you need to be a lot more especially LA I'll show you quick there's a lot of beautiful people not enough sweetie you gotta gotta have a little more substance absolutely because that's what sustains thing it's back to the sand and the stone but you know I know we're running out of time a little bit and I could just we could just go on all day always Always. so (laughs) let's go ahead and jump to our like news and gossip segment because Haley has an amazing super soul poll for us. So you want to make sure to tune into her Instagram every Sunday so you can vote on the super soul poll, but let's go ahead and share that. So the poll results, um, this was the first time that I actually think I'm going to go false instead of true. I asked if this is what Eckhart actually said. He said, real growth doesn't happen when things are going well. And we had 73% say true and 27% say false. And I believe you get, you know, if you had to weigh out the options, I think you probably have more situations where you see growth through hard times. But I also do believe you can grow in a positive way when things are going well, because maybe, I don't know, maybe you can still, I think, realize things through good times. And I think you can still grow in a positive way. Doesn't necessarily mean terrible things have to happen, but I also do that when you push yourself like we were talking about through the trenches that's the ultimate growth but I don't I don't think it's that black and white I guess um yeah so that's interesting because I 100% voted yes um I definitely see your perspective and find much value in it um however I I don't think without the hard times um we will we will really ever see change and growth like I even think about this like we were this coronavirus situation we were so comfortable so comfortable in how we're moving and the jobs and the money and da, 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 everybody, you know, maybe everybody wasn't comfortable, but this had to happen. Something ugly, something hard, something terrible. For some reason, humans to me, we don't get it unless we're losing in lack or in pain or mm-hmm. the beautiful times we don't are think good. it's real until it's, until it is. Well, we don't have to pull the stuff out of us that really requires us to overcome anything unless there's something to overcome. I didn't get any, I I knew who I was and I was a good person, but I remember going through my first series of losses and it changed who I was for a person as a person, but for the better, because if you don't experience any loss or any 
I don't, what are you seeking for? If you're just waking up every day and it was good, even like Kim Kardashian, mm -hmm. like girl, it took you to get stolen from in order to just have that recognition. So I think we're wired that way. I think we need it. Um, yeah. So that's just my opinion, of course. <laughs> yeah. I go back and forth because I don't know, maybe it's like, I, I can recognize the good things in the good moments, but maybe to get there, it was because of the bad things I experienced. I'll go back to you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and you know, so I mean, I really hope you guys found value in this conversation. And, you know, maybe Haley, we can share, we, we could share our, should we share our own your soul into the comments maybe in our, in the YouTube or something? Yeah, I did really want to lastly say with media to check out Eckhart Tolle's website because he does have, um, he just answers a lot of questions about finding balance. So I think that could be really beneficial. Yeah. So you guys, we're going to wrap it up and thank you so much for sharing that website. I'm actually going to check it out. Um, just continue to evolve and be great. There was tons of information in this podcast. I hope you appreciate it. Um, make sure to tune in same time, same place next week for super soul sit down at 6 15 PM Pacific 9 15 Eastern and catch me and Haley J here. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander, and that's J-A-I-M-I. -I. And then also really quick, um, I am doing the after show for Netflix, Sweet Magnolias. So please Ooh. check out Sweet Magnolias and get into the after show. It's bomb. <laughs> that starts tomorrow, right? Yes, it premieres Yay. tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm your host, Haley J. Guys, you can find me Instagram and Twitter at HeyJ, underscore. Be sure to vote on our Super Soul poll every Sunday morning. Until next Monday, guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.